You are listening to WERA 96.7 FM, Arlington, Virginia. This is your girl, Yasmin Yazzie Speaks Arrington, on another episode of Millennial Minds. This evening, we have a very, very lively guest. Her name is Shelly Bell, social entrepreneur and digital coach. Welcome, Shelly. Hi, welcome. We want to get to know the woman you know, behind the picture, the woman behind all of these amazing and phenomenal ideas. So um, I met you through our uh, mutual uh, friend, uh, Morgan Davis, who is the founder of Distinctly Creative DC. And that's how I learned that you have a company that prints t-shirts. So if you could tell us about made by a black woman and also misprint USA. How'd you come up with the, the ideas? What are these companies? Um, you know, what's the mission? Why did you start them? Yeah. So, um, I would say that I've always been entrepreneurial. So I've always had a side hustle no matter what. And I've lived a lot of lives. Um, <laughs> what's that mean? Um, I've done a lot like, of things. Lot I've of been, hats yeah, and- I was a teacher, a K through 12 teacher for about seven years. Wow. I, um, I uh, I had my own web development company. This is back in the day, back in the day before <laughs> when it was like macromedia. I don't know. You're, uh, but then I also I was a nanny. I was I, I was a bartender. I was. You was working around the clock. What huh? else have I done? I sold lingerie. <laughs> I sold vacuum money. cleaners. I, <laughs> vacuum. I, you sold vacuum cleaners. I sold vac- and honestly, selling vacuum cleaners was one of the best jobs that I've ever had. Was it in a mall or were you like going door no, to door? No, I was or? going door to door. And, and people and, were buying them. And people were buying them. Well, yeah, my manager was selling more than manager, quote unquote, was selling more than me. Um, but. It is one of the strongest experiences I would say that I've had as a now business owner or just in general because I got to I have to come to your door to to talk to you about something that you already own <laughs> and get you to let me in your house to show it to you. Right? Like how ridiculous is that? <laughs> you know, what kind of what kind of tactics or personality or just right. or just skills do you have to build really quickly with with connecting with people in order to make something like that happen? So it was when I look back on it, it was a really, really great experience. I'm like, wow. But like while I was out there, I was like, oh, my God, it was hot. You going from door to door. People telling, you no. Right. It's another thing like getting getting over the no, like people telling, you no, mm-hmm. people not answering the door, you know, or just standing there listening to your whole spiel and not buying anything. Mm-hmm. So I think sales is one of the I think a lost art when it comes to entrepreneurship right now. Mm-hmm. We're not talking wow. about that. We're not talking about sales. We're, we're talking about pitching, uh-huh. maybe, but people still don't consider themselves really great salespeople. Got you. And at one point in this country, that was one of the higher paid positions was a salesperson. Uh huh. So um, I think like that, the art of how to sell yourself, mm-hmm. um, how to sell what you're what you're building, is mm-hmm. is definitely lost. Like we're not talking about it as much as we used to. But so, what do you think are since we're on it? Like, what do you think are Based on your own experience and what you've seen, and and especially because now you know, and we can, we'll talk about this, the pitches that you have been. I'm sure you've been seeing a lot more pitches lately, um, in the different arenas that you're in and with Boss Up. So, but in terms of being a salesperson or selling your yourself, your idea, what are some of the I guess characteristics or uh, tactic? Like, what are the tactics or success? You know, what works. I would say one of the things, um, and I learned this as a performance artist and selling, is how to mirror. 
right? And so what mm-hmm. I mean by that is um, the actions that the person in front of you is taking, you're taking similar actions subliminally without them knowing it that then makes them feel comfortable. So there is, you know, when I was when I was performing poetry, uh, my one of the people that really worked with me, she was like, if you look people in the eye, Mm -hmm. And if they raise their eyebrows, you raise your eyebrows. (laughs) If they smile, you smile. Okay. If they nod their head, you nod your head. If you, (laughs) it's it's a what does that do to people? It 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 really makes them feel comfortable. Like it it makes them feel more. You don't know it's happening to you, right? Uh But like it makes you feel it makes you feel at ease or like. Oh, you get what I'm saying, mm-hmm. and like it's like, oh yeah, I get what you're saying. Oh yeah, because I get what you're saying. Like, and it becomes <laughs> this like, <laughs> you know, this kind of back and forth thing mm-hmm. that is really body language. So mm-hmm. I think like learning the art of like how to be comfortable in your body mm-hmm. when you're standing in front of people is one thing. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I know I've uh, with like experts, I've taken a few like workshops and things, and even in my in my communications classes, like body language is a higher percentage of the communication that you're deli- that you're sending to someone even versus the words that you speak out of your mouth. It's something like 80% or 85% of your communication is body language. Yeah. Like that's crazy. Because that's that's the most pure. Right? Mm-hmm. So I have a 3-year-old and like she's crying and like I told my mom I was just like I don't know like she's crying over nothing, but ultimately what we what we are witnessing is the purest form of emotion. Mm. Like wow. no thought. Like if we could it just, just really, it's just it's natural. It's mm. in her. Is what she really believes right now. <laughs> and, and I always say, so tell I, me how you really feel. Like. Right, <laughs> it's what she really thinks. A hundred percent, whether it's right, right or wrong, she's committed to it. Mm. And I think like when we're not think like the body language is is fairly un- unconscious for people, and we're doing it in a way that that is uh, I would say that matches how we're really feeling. Mm. Um, I mean, we've been trained to a certain extent to kind of mask some of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and some people are better at masking some of it than others. But if you notice, even from a political standpoint, you know, the first thing they cover when the people are on stage is like, well, her shoulders are square and his suit is blue. And what they were, sh-, you know, and it's like mm-hmm. they're talking about things that that are about that you that they're thinking about. They have to think about these things. They have to think about what are you doing in response to what this person is saying? Mm-hmm. Because that's what people are really reading about you and how they're learning about you and mm. whether you like something. So, like, if, if I'm if I'm pitching something to you and I see you, like, raise an eyebrow or I see you, like, then if I, I could start talking more to you, right? Mm-hmm. And then, like, yawning, you know, people around you start being like, oh, well, she like it. <laughs> and mm-hmm. then, uh, let, let me think about it more. This is really strange, not strange, but it's really interesting human dynamic mm-hmm. that you play into when it comes to the body language and just movement mm-hmm. um, overall. So pitching, it sounds like pitching is more than just, oh, hi, my name is, this is my idea, and this is why you should, you know, support us or invest. But it's also connecting with the people that you're talking to. Absolutely. And I, I mean that and knowing your audience. So mm-hmm. like know who you're talking, you can't talk to everybody about the same thing. Mm-hmm. Right? Or in the same way, probably. And, exactly. Mm-hmm. So I might walk up into a door and notice like they have certain elements around. Well, I'm going to throw that in my pit. You know, I'm going to throw that in my sales pitch, nice. right? Nice. Or, you know, I see that they have certain things in the yard or um, certain objects or they have kids because they have toys in the yard. So then I'm going to throw in there like how beneficial this product is to kids. Nice. Um, you know, things like that. So just just knowing your audience, being able to uh, read body language, mirror body language. And because, yeah, what does confidence look like? 
Oh, you're asking this? No, like, not really. Rhetorical question. But yeah, <laughs> what is confidence? Con- <laughs> I was about to answer. Like, well, <laughs> a lot of a lot of times, confidence just looks like fluency. Okay, right? Like how fluent you are. You know how fluid you mm-hmm. are. How fluent you are in a subject, and then how fluid you are with the movement of it. Interesting. Whether you actually got receipts or not, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Like mm-hmm. your product can suck. Wow. But the fact that you you could sell it so well, people were just like, I got to try it nice. at least once. Nice. <laughs> so. so speaking of selling and products, um, tell us about your companies. I know you have you have several. Um, so <laughs> made by black. That's a good thing. Um, made by black women, misprint USA. And then we'll talk about black black girl ventures and boss up. OK, so made by black women. Honestly, a lot of this was just random ideas. I got to be about completely honest. I, I tried several different ventures before I got to made by a black woman. Oh, okay. Um, so you had tried others before. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so first, my first idea was a teepee. Like build a teepee, put it in your house, and like let people sleep in it. Really? Everybody thought I was crazy, but it worked. <laughs> That's actually kind of funny. It worked? It worked. What? Yeah. Airbnb actually has a teepee option. I mean. Where you can okay. rent out a teepee. Oh, Airbnb Teepee is like out. outside? either way mine was indoor but you could have a tp that you run out on airbnb and you could put it but you could do tps you could do um why would someone want to you can do boats you can do like they have a lot of different options for sleeping in sleeping in a oh 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 i can get like a a boat like you go downstairs and yeah but you just wouldn't think that those options were there unless you knew right (laughs) right i didn't even know to add that side of doing this and i was like oh they have a tp option i'm about to go with it so People, I didn't even know how to drill a hole, honestly. I was going to Home Depot, and the dude was like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm going to build a teepee. I'm going to put it in the room. I mean, oh and so ultimately I did, and it worked. Um, but after that, I discovered that I don't want people living with me. And so <laughs> I, I looked at other models. Like, what could we do to, like, stage it in houses that were in between selling and things like that? And I didn't have the model down pat, and then I needed more money for it. And I was like, I need to make money right now, so this has to wait. I think mm-hmm. it's something I'll bring back in a few years, but it just had to wait because it needed more investment. Mm-hmm. So then my first, the first t-shirt line I went to, I learned how to do t-shirts while I was teaching. Okay. Because I was teaching at T.C. Williams High School and they used to do all the shirts in-house. Oh, okay. And so they had a t-shirt class. And so I had a t-shirt person teaching me how to do that. That's cool. Yeah. So I did, I had, you know, dabbed in it a little bit here and there. But at this point, I'm like, look, I need a business idea. Mm-hmm. So start started doing the T-shirts. That first, my first line was the LGBTQ line. Mm-hmm. And it didn't do as well. I didn't feel as good about it. It didn't, it didn't sell. Mm-hmm. So I was on the phone with the what, printer. What, when was that? Like, what year was this? This is 2015 by this point. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, um... I was on the phone with the with the printer that I was working with at the time, and I was like, shoot, it's made by a black woman. I should put that on a shirt. So I went to the computer, designed a logo, made to pattern after the Made in the USA logo, but it says made by a black woman. Nice. Put it on a shirt, and it just won. People loved it. Nice. And so people started buying it. So mm-hmm. my mom invested, like, about $5,000. Wow. We printed our first run nice. of, like... We did like two thousand shirts Woo! for the first run, which was crazy and the not the right thing to do. Right? Why? It worked out for us. Was in the it long too run. many? It was too many. So okay. we had our first event. Um, it was women's empowerment in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. When we broke even, 
which okay. was good because, uh-huh. you know, now it was good, but I was still sad. Like, oh, I wanted to make all the money. I wanted to sell out on my first time. Right. It's not going to happen. So, <laughs> um, wait, oh, did we do a thousand or two thousand? Maybe we did a thousand. I think we did a thousand. That doesn't sound shirts. like too many, though. It doesn't sound like too many shirts. Well, it's a lot. Okay. Especially when you got to tote them around. <laughs> it's really, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, a lot yeah. of shirts and then mm-hmm. different sizes and all, you know, it was crazy. Mm-hmm. So then from there, we started vending everywhere. So just vending everywhere, traveling, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. So in March of that, March or April that year, I decided to take my tax money mm-hmm. and buy and create my own print business mm-hmm. because I'm like, hey, like, I'm not going to, I usually would every year take my taxes and buy and pay all the bills. Uh-huh. And this time I said, you know what? Bills going to gonna happen. They're going right. to be here. I'm mm-hmm. just going to pay them as I normally would. Yeah. But I'm going to use this money to make me more money. Yes. So like I'm going to do, do some classes on that soon. I was just going to say. Yeah, yeah I'm going to do some should. classes on how to I'll be there. I'll, I'll pay. I'll yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to talk about that because I think that we sometimes, it's, a, it's perception and a lot of it is mindset. Because mm-hmm. all, really you're using <laughs> most people, well, a lot of people I think, they're using the IRS as a savings uh, plan. You mean when the tax return? Uh-huh. Not knowing it. So you're not filling out your tax paperwork right. Okay. So you're letting them take a lot of your money all year long. Right. And then they give it back to you because that's what they're supposed to do. Uh-huh. Right? But really, you probably could be getting more money back during the year if, if the tax paperwork was where it needed to be. So depending on how you can file, and it just depends. Like if you have, if you have dependents that you can take, you can file to give more money back during the year. Even if you do yourself, you could file one on your, you, on your tax paperwork. You could put one and, one, and then you could get more money back during the year. But a lot of people just put zero because they're like, oh, I don't want to get caught up. That's, <laughs> I don't want to get put caught zero up. for dependents. Yeah, no, put zero just on your number of exemptions when you when you fill out your paperwork. Oh, okay, got you. You know, oh. you can put you can put any number you want for real. But I mean, a lot of people just put enter zero. Okay. And, and they don't enter one for themselves. They just enter zero. Oh, so, so got you. It, it takes the ma- like the maximum amount <laughs> that could be right. taken. That's why you get a big check. So the reason you get a tax refund is because you overpaid. Right. Well, you if you were able tax. to manage that and pay the right amount, you could have that money all year long. Mm. Oh, see. Okay. Yeah. That makes but sense. a lot of times people don't. You need to do classes on this because like <laughs> millennials, unless we were taught by our parents, we don't know. Nobody was taught that. I like. I don't know who was taught to how to do. Ta- how I'm to sure do, some people were to fill out those forms. I feel like nobody that I've ever known <laughs> in any HR room that I've ever been in knew exactly what to put in those boxes. I mean, we all put zero or one because this is what we. That was the normal thing to put. Mm-hmm. But I don't know of a person that I even race, color, creed. It don't even yeah. matter. They just so what? What are exemptions like? What exactly? I think I know, but I don't really like. What's an exemption? Okay, from? so first, I'm not. A t- I can't. Okay, okay. So <laughs> what's we'll- the what's the disclaimer they give you? Like this is not legal advice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now you like so- this is not accounting advice. <laughs> But um, I, I want to I really want to learn about, you know, because you, you've got a lot of great ventures. Um, so in addition to, um, you know, the T-shirt printing company and like Black Girl Ventures, um, that that initiative and program is absolutely phenomenal. So tell us, you know, what was the inspiration for Black Girl Ventures and then what Boss Up is and like how people can get involved and like what's the criteria, how often you do it, that kind of thing. Okay. So Black Girl Ventures, at Black Girl Ventures, we create 
we work on place-based initiatives to create access to access to capital for black women entrepreneurs. Okay, that means just that run we, that by us again. Say it okay. again. You <laughs> place-based initiatives. What does that mean, place-based? That based? means hyper-local. So okay. basically, we're, it's, it, we are local to the city that we're in. So D.C.? Well, we go to different cities. Oh, okay. So, but, you know, we're local. So when we're in D.C., we focus on D.C. Okay. So in order to be a part of Boss Up, um, you have to have you have to have live within a fifty mile radius of the venue. Okay. Um, we have it in a you know in DC. Like there's a particular focus on the women here when we're here. Uh huh. And when we go to Baltimore, it's a focus right. on the women in Baltimore. Okay, gotcha. We'll you. be going to Philly this year to be a focus on the women in Philly. Uh huh. Um. So place based, place based initiatives. Uh huh. Yeah, which basically focus on making change locally. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, we're, you know, becoming nationally and internationally known, but we focus on making change local to where we're at, where we are. Okay. Right? So tell us more. All right. So, um, right now, one of our signature events is Boss Up. Mm-hmm. With a Boss Up pitch competition, uh, we flip the, the traditional pitch competition on its head. So in a traditional pitch competition, you have a panel of people who judge you. Right. And then you have an audience. Right. Um, but the audience just watches as the panel of people judge you, which uh-huh. is weird. <laughs> So <laughs> that's not what we do. And traditional pitch competitions are free. Well, black women are not getting access to capital. Black women are starting businesses at six times the national average. Um, but mm-hmm. but starting them on their own dime or and struggling through development. Right. And so I said, hey, well, why don't we just throw an event and give away the money? So that's basically what Boss Up is. We throw mm-hmm. an event. We charge a ticket price. That ticket price becomes our own fund. Mm-hmm. And then the person who wins, wins the fund. Along with the fund, they win a meeting with an investor, t-shirts for their business, um, and a couple of different wraparound services from partners and things like that. That's a meeting awesome. with an accountant, a meeting with a lawyer. Wow, um, really? That's amazing. Yeah, That's a full awesome. package. Yeah. You also, you don't, uh, we don't have judges in the sense of like a panel of people. The, the entire audience is involved. Okay. So the audience asks questions. And but some the of the votes. audience also participate, right? Uh, no. No? So, I mean, you mean the people pitching? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the people pitching don't ask each other questions while they're pitching. Um, but but they can't, but you can vote. So you can vote, but you so just even can't vote if, for yourself. So even if, okay, let's say, you know, I, I'm going to a Boss Up event and I pay for a ticket, but, I, but I'm, I'm pitching. I, am I also a part of the audience? You can be. I mean, typically you wouldn't, you would not ask questions. Like I would say, if you're a part okay, of the but you can vote. But you can vote. Okay. Yeah. The only rule is you can't vote for yourself. Dang. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was my next question. Yeah. No, you can't vote for yourself. And we, we, you know, it's, we, we charge our audience with integrity and saying, hey, you know, if you feel yeah. like you can, you cannot uh, place an unbiased vote. Like, please don't vote. Like, mm-hmm. abstain from voting. I understand. That's good. Um, yeah. So we make sure we call that out. And I mean, we've 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 had really like really great success with people being um, fair. Uh-huh. So it hasn't been an issue that like one person packed the whole room out and like now that you know it hasn't been that. <laughs> yeah. So how has it how has it gone? You know? Like- oh my goodness, it's been amazing. It was just a it was just really a random idea, and it has been the mm-hmm. most amazing experience. What what happens in that room? Um, because I'm an artist, so like I I treat every event like I'm doing a poetry event. So mm-hmm. I'm talking to you like I'm like I'm not stuffy business. You know, let's watch a pitch competition. Like, no, you know, we do call and response. We do, you know, nice. clapping, and we. I do a poem at the beginning yes. about entrepreneurship, and so it puts people. in a I really, didn't even know you were a poet you or like a spoken word. No, yeah, no, okay, yeah. That's I was doing excellent. that for. I was doing that from about 2010 to about 2000. And, 
14. Okay. Nice. Um, I guess, yeah. Hard, like hardcore. Like, mm-hmm. lo- doing lots of events locally. I've done events with the um, African Art, Smithsonian African Art Museum. I was an arts partner with the Northern Virginia Fine Arts Association. Wow. I've done a bunch of different poetry slams. I, I used to host at Busboys. It was, what? Yeah. Girl, yeah. you've been all over the world. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah I was doing, doing it. That but, is so um, but I every I run every event like that, so it's, it it becomes a really great experience, and people just always like, oh my gosh, this is the best business event I've ever been to, and I I'm still like, gotta yes. go to one. I'm excited. I'm yeah. definitely gonna be. So the now the ideas they have to each idea that's presented or pitched, it has to have a social focus, right? So at the moment, no, but we will be going there eventually um, because okay. our ultimate goal is to have our own fund, like real live fund yeah. with, you know, five to ten million dollars in it. Like that's our ultimate yes. thing. We can, we can invest in black women ourselves. I love that. Yeah. And it'll happen. It's definitely going to happen. Absolutely. I believe. I believe. And so, um, but right now you don't, you you need to be in the one to three year phase. This okay. year we're moving to a slightly different. So before now, uh, well, we were kind of piloting it and like getting proof of concept. Now we're moving into a different phase and getting more money behind it. And so mm-hmm. you'll need to be in a one to three year phase. You'll need to be revenue generating. Um, oh, so you have already had to have started it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, oh. sometimes we, we, we will allow uh, an idea phase here and there, but it's, it's really unfair to the person in the idea phase to be in a competition with, with people, people who, who are already, already have revenue proof generating. of concept and yeah. rev- revenue generating. Yeah, Understood. so they, okay. I mean, you don't have to be profitable, but you got to be revenue generating. Okay. So that means you got to be making some money off your idea. Right, right, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Um, this year we'll have four in D.C. <gasps> okay. Yeah, so it's quarterly. Okay. Uh, we'll also ha- we'll have two in Baltimore, and we're looking at having one in Philly. Nice. So what? we just got the green light to do one in South by Southwest. Okay. Um, so, and that's in March. Not oh, congratulations! Yes. Yeah, so, oh my goodness, this is so exciting! I'm excited. This is yeah. a movement. Yeah, like you're the spearhead of a movement. And, yeah. I mean, of course, you know we know that Black women have been founding their own companies and nonprofits and organizations for a long time. However, like you said, for so long, it's like it's always a lot of times it's us coming up with a brilliant idea but we don't have any support and it's like we have right. to use our own money that we have or don't have <laughs> to, right. so yeah I love I love that we're you know you're garnering support and like a whole a whole community you're a community organizer like right. you're organizing community around these like around women and around women entrepreneurs and black women entrepreneurs and women of color I just think it's so phenomenal thank you I thank just think you. it's like, now it it's awesome. h- how do you balance like how do you balance work life? And I know you have children. Like how, how, you know, yeah. self-care. Uh, I, so, okay, so let me see. I am working on what balance looks like and, and how that can work out for me. I don't always balance. Uh, like, mm-hmm. like with the print business, I'm pretty much working 24 hours. And so right now my passion and what I want to do in my life is what we do at Black Girl Ventures. Got you. And so now the thing is when what you put focus on will work and it's pulling more of my focus toward that way. So I'm mm-hmm. looking to February 1st be working, doing the digital coaching with Google 
and doing black girl ventures as my like full-time things that i'm doing okay Um, so i mean the 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 digital culture with google is part-time but i mean i'm looking for black girl ventures to now be my like full-time thing very nice i would say like having an office helps so we want a free work at a free work we want a free (laughs) office at we work okay and so uh this month i've been going um, back and forth there and mm-hmm. having a, like set hours. Nice. So okay. saying I'm going to be in the office, you know, I'm going to make an effort to be in the office from 10 to 3 every nice. day. And so that's actually been working out fairly well oh, in good. terms of creating more of a routine. Yeah. But really. And workspaces are another great option. Like co, just say co workspaces. Or, yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that. So that's, that's, that's really exciting. Yeah. But for the most part, I'm probably, I could do a better job balancing. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't eat a lot of the time. Or I don't eat till late, oh, and then when see. I do, I'm just stuffing with whatever. I can right. really quickly. Yeah. Oh, that's rough. And yeah. you probably don't even get as much sleep as you should, huh? Not really. I think I've. I don't feel like I need as much sleep, but like, mm-hmm. probably not. I mean, I'm doing better at that. I'm now committed to going to bed by twelve midnight. Yeah, <laughs> that's not to. I mean, you know, for a young person, like that's not like a bad time. Yeah, uh, I'm committing. To but that. what time are you waking up though? Now I'm waking up about seven. But be- okay. but so when I was working, I'm, I've always been like an early riser. Mm-hmm. So I used to get up about six, five or six, or wake up like somewhere between four and six. Mm-hmm. But now I'm I'm finding more of a balance. So about seven, mm-hmm. getting out. I don't want to do anything before ten though. I don't want to do any work. That's the benefit of being an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. I can make a decision that I don't want to do any work before 10. Right. I like that. Yeah. I like that. So what is like one or two pieces of advice um, that you have for millennials who either would like to start up an organization or company or are already like in the startup phase, but they uh, need support or, you know, they, they're like, OK, what next? Um, ultimately the shortest thing I can say is just do it. Um, and then if it doesn't work, do some, just do something else. <laughs> like, so some, don't be in, in some of the terms they say, like, don't be afraid of failure. Yeah. I mean, it's not even fa- like, I don't even know what that means anymore. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I'm at a point now where like, I don't even know what failure means. Like, what does it mean to fail? Mm-hmm. You know, I, uh, this business owner told me one time, like businesses don't fail, the owners give up. That's deep. Okay. So I think, you know, you could pivot, you know, like in the beginning, I noticed that the TP needed more work and I knew that mm-hmm. I needed, know what you need. I knew I needed more money. I was like, okay, I can't do this. <laughs> okay. Next idea, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? So, but then I've had my roller coaster ride with made by a black woman and Miss Sprint USA, but they work. And so I keep working them. Got you. Um, so those are not, when, when I'm on the lower the roller coaster, that's not a fail. Mm-hmm. It's just, it is where I am, you know, right now. And we're going to come back up and like, what does that look like? It's a learning curve got you yeah. got you well thank you shelly for your time thank you this is great yeah definitely most yeah. definitely we learned a lot from you in just 27 minutes <laughs> all right everybody you are listening to wera 96.7 fm millennial minds with yazzie speaks until next time peace